0: Friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am really excited for today's episode with one of my good friends, Gina Gomez. She has been on this podcast before, she's been on to talk about the Enneagram. So, as you all know, I love talking about the Enneagram, human design astrology, and also recovery. I do a lot of talking about eating disorder recovery and hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, but today we are going to talk about a different type of recovery with Gina. So Gina is a breakup recovery coach. So we are actually going to be talking about the recovery process after a breakup. And Gina has had a significant breakup in her life, which kind of put her on this path of understanding that grieving process and that healing process post breakup so well. And now she's actually supporting and coaching women through that process. And when I saw Gina offering this type of support for women, and this type of coaching, it just made me so happy because I also went through a very significant, ending of a relationship basically exactly six years ago. So at the very end of April 2015, I was in a spot in my life where I once was engaged and that relationship had ended very abruptly. And it was that point where I actually realized how much I loved myself and it put me on a path of being the type of coach that I am today that supports women through their self-love and self-healing journey so they can also feel so incredibly rooted in their own self-love and not have to feel like they need to depend on someone for to kind of like fill up their own self-love cup. So I thought it was really cool how both Gina and I went through significant um, breakups in our life. And they those breakups really did kind of like put us on these paths for our careers, but in different ways. So for me, my breakup allowed me to see how deeply I truly did love myself. And I know for a lot of women who experience a breakup, they realize that this is the time in their life where they do need to start that self-love journey for themselves. So if you're feeling like you are in that spot just know that I am here for you and so is Gina it really depends where you're feeling on your journey if you're feeling like you need that support through your breakup to go through that healing process and be supported through the grieving as Gina refers to today I highly recommend Gina's brand new program So check out Gina's offering. She just launched a brand new program, and I'm so excited for her. She is going to help so many women. And if you also feel like your breakup has actually led you to a place of wanting to come to this place of deeply Loving yourself, and you're feeling like you're needing support in that area of your life, feel free to reach out to me. I created a coaching program called Back Home to You, and this is exactly what I would be able to support you through if you're feeling like you want to come back home to yourself. So, with all that being said, Happy May. I do believe this is our first episode that's being released in May. So I'm definitely feeling a new energy this month. In April, I honestly wasn't feeling that hot, like health wise. I was feeling pretty run down, pretty tired. But I feel like a lot of people were actually feeling that way. And then this weekend, something shifted I don't know if it was like actually something health-wise shifted for me or if it was actually the energy but I'm also in my ovulation phase and I always feel amazing during this week of my cycle so yeah that's probably more so what it is (laughs) anyways I'm just thinking out loud here and I'm just so happy to have you here with me again this week Enjoy this episode with Gina. If you're listening to the show and loving it, just take a screenshot, post it to your stories on Instagram, and tag me at IamMegDahl. And Gina, you can find her at GinaGomez.co. Hey, Gina, welcome to the show again. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again. I love talking to you.
0: I felt like I just needed to change up the way I welcome people because every week when I edit the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, I say it with like the exact same rhythm every time. So maybe that threw people off. So we have an exciting chat planned for everyone this week. We are talking about breakup recovery, and that's kind of what you call yourself, a breakup recovery coach. And I was just thinking as I was prepping for this episode, how cool it is because I typically talk about Eating disorder recovery, HA recovery, um, that sort of type of recovery, but there's other types of recoveries beyond that. And I just thought it was really cool that you were able to join me this week to talk about breakup recovery. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and also about yourself, just in case um, the people listening this week haven't heard like our previous episode? <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Gina Gomez, and I am an author of an Enneagram book called The Enneagram in You. And about a year and a half ago, or no, two years now, went through a really um, life-changing breakup. And I was already um, into coaching at the time. And it was a little too close to the breakup part for me to start you know leading women <laughs> but um around six months ago that's when i really started to work with um primarily women who are going through breakups divorces and um just healing a lot of oh like unhealthy patterns that we have and um it's been really fulfilling Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I love watching like I've just really loved watching your transformation because you were very like Enneagram focused before and I had you on the podcast to talk about using Enneagram and self care and then you also guide my private coaching clients through using the Enneagram for self-acceptance and everyone always really loves that bonus module inside Back Home Mm -hmm. to You. So I feel like my gang here knows you um, through that Enneagram lens. And I know for you personally, your story with like your breakup and the Enneagram, they're kind of intertwined. So if you would just like, want to maybe share a little bit about that with us.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so about 11 years ago, I was um, in Italy at the time and discovered the Enneagram through a therapist I was, um, I, I needed to see ASAP <laughs> um, because I was at the tail end of a very toxic relationship and he didn't have enough time to work with me. So he introduced me to the Enneagram. I thought it was some kind of cult initially. and um, But upon Googling it and just, Understanding that it was a personality system, and um, yeah, it it was it was one of those life changing moments, right? Because it kind of set the path for me of self awareness and understanding uh, myself on a much deeper level. So I still use it; it's still the cornerstone of my coaching with with women because. I think when we're going through breakups, there's this like, it's this moment where we get to choose like a new path and like, why not make that path about yourself, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And probably
0: also something with the Enneagram that you've probably noticed because you have such like a deep knowledge in the Enneagram and now- working with women post breakup, you probably see certain things that like certain types might do and Mm -hmm. other types don't do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think when we're, um, looking at like the heart types, like the twos, the threes, and the fours, it's, it's like this assumption that they might take breakups harder. Um, but, it's honestly just kind of all the way that it it um the way that we perceive it from on the outside you know um because the more withdrawn types are definitely having a hard time with their breakups they're just not so vocal about it we don't really hear from them so much so yeah and it's hard for everyone on any scale. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I mentioned this before, but you and I both have gone through significant breakups in our life. And I really do think that both you and I took that road, as you mentioned before, where we do choose ourselves and we go deeper into our healing journeys and find what I found or call it was like that true sense of love for myself. I realized in that moment how much I actually did really love myself. But I know for so many women that the breakup is kind of that first step to that journey, not that realization point, right? Because for so many women, it's like, they feel like they've lost such a huge part of who they are or a part of their life, which is absolutely true. You do lose so much. But um, like I said before, I love how you're actually seeing that time after the breakup as recovery. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about that in this episode and what that recovery process actually looks like, because you talk about a lot of really cool topics over Mm -hmm. on your Instagram page. Um, one that's coming to mind is specifically you were talking about like the no contact aspect of, um, what should take place, like kind of after a breakup. And it's just those types of topics that, I find so fascinating and so important for women. So I would really love for us to talk about what does that recovery process actually look like?
1: Yeah. Um, So the no contact, a lot of people know this as like, you know, no communication, no more sleeping with your ex, no more stalking them on social media. Um, And this isn't Um, it's not something that I say like everyone should do because there are certain circumstances that may not warrant that kind of um, uh, action but I think that the majority of us can kind of understand when you've gone through a breakup like you're not really supposed to be talking to your ex, you know. <laughs> like it kind of still keeps you in that limbo, and you really can't focus on your healing. So the recovery process actually doesn't start until that gets enacted, right? And you you kind of take that um, time to say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to talk anymore, and you put up a nice, healthy boundary, and um, and it's it's a compassionate thing. You know, I, I always say it's not its not to be used as a tactic to try to get them back, to try to make them jealous or anything like that. It's really just to give the both you time and space to reflect and process what happened. Um, but it's hard because, you know, it's sort of like we know when we let go of that, we have to then start the grieving process. And I think, it's just starting to kind of be understood that an uh, any ending of any relationship does sometimes feel like a death, and we have to go through those stages of grief that will allow us to kind of process everything. Um, and we can't do that if if we're talking, if we're still talking and in, in communication with our ex. So right, yeah.
0: that makes so much sense. And even so, like the no contact no contact aspect of it. It makes so much sense that the true recovery process does not start until we activate that aspect of it. Um, But like you said, you mentioned before, kind of lurking on social media and looking Mm -hmm. at their pictures and stuff, that would still fit into the no contact Mm -hmm. aspect of it, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely no communication whatsoever. Um, And I mean, when, like, sometimes we can't help it, you know, like, and things are so it's so easy now to check up on someone. But it's like emotional self harm when we do it, because we know when we go to do it, we don't feel good afterwards. Um, But yeah, it's just I mean, and, and to go back a little bit, you can still recover and still be talking to your ex, but it's really not going to be um, conducive to like full recovery, you know? And a lot of women, when they finally make that commitment to themselves, it it there's a lot of grief that comes on, but there's usually this huge, like relief that they're not stuck in that limbo spot anymore Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah. like you said (laughs) I just want to elaborate on what you said it's like we do that but then we do not feel good afterwards I remember so gosh it was like six years now that since I went through my (laughs) life-changing um thank god breakup situation (laughs) and (laughs) um I remember, like I said, when it happened, I was so happy, so grateful, and then, like, a week later, I caught myself, like, on social media looking at pictures that I shouldn't have been looking at and stuff, and once I, like, hopped off, I was like, wow, I feel absolutely awful, and Mm -hmm. then I wasn't, like, I just didn't do it again, you know, I... And I've always been fairly good at knowing if X doesn't make me feel good, I'm just not going to do whatever that is, right? Whether that's looking at my ex on social media or stepping on a scale. I know that's another thing that so many women let like dictate how they feel about themselves, right? So if someone is having a hard time kind of setting that personal boundary with themselves, like, okay, I know every single time I go on Facebook or Instagram, and I look at his page, I don't feel good, Mm -hmm. right, but I keep going back and doing it. Um, What would you recommend to those women? Like, how can Mm -hmm. they actually put those boundaries in place for themselves?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Because I think that's like, I think we know better, but it's hard to do better. And to hear you say that, when you realize something hurts you, you stop. Um, I think, you know, it's really hard for anyone to go with with, go through withdrawals after a friend or friendship or even a romantic relationship ends, and to not want to see that person. Because even though it may feel like a death and a loss. Like that, you know, that person's still there. So there's the practical things like, you know, um, you, can, you can block them to make it a little bit more like of an extra step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely like when women tell me that there's like maybe their ex is not respecting the boundary of no contact. Um, it helps to block um, because then there's no way that they can contact you. Um, but I think that when it comes to like on a, a more emotional level of like, how can I help myself? It's really, and this is where the Enneagram comes in for my clients is understanding like what their coping, uh, or defense mechanisms are and their coping, uh, mechanisms and trying to find healthier ones that will get them through those really difficult moments of, wanting to text or wanting to go look and whether that's breath work meditation or getting into their body um whatever that looks like for the individual but i would say too that having accountability like we all need it doesn't matter how old we are (laughs) um having accountability also helps so you know letting a friend know that you're having a hard time and maybe asking them like hey um and I, I did this with my friend Christy when I went through my breakup and I didn't want to, I did not want to contact him. And I was like, I'm just going to say what I need to say to you. I'm going to send it via text to you. You don't have to respond. You don't have to, you know. Um, And that helped kind of like get that reflex out, you know?
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's such a great idea. And having like that accountability can look different for everyone. But like you said, you might just need to send the text to your friend instead of actually to him. Yeah, Yeah. And I also appreciate that you brought up it might not be us wanting to reach out. But it might be the ex that's reaching out to us, and we already want those boundaries like, hey, I don't want you to contact me. I'm cool not mm-hmm. contacting you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice having that block feature, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, let's say we have that no contact in place. Mm -hmm. And then what does recovery kind of look like for there from there? I know you mentioned it's kind of like that start of the grieving process then. Mm -hmm. And I know it is very similar to kind of a death, but it's also different too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, the way that I work one-on-one is we first establish like where in the breakup stage they're at right because everyone moves through the stages differently and also um as I'm sure your audience knows like the healing isn't linear so we may like go three stages in and then like fall back into shock you know (laughs) um so first understanding like where you are is are you still in shock are you still um trying to understand like why it all happened, or maybe you're really at that anger stage. Um, So first identifying for yourself where you are. Um, And this is the part for me that's been really interesting because I think a lot of people who have gone through breakups in the past or even currently, they've never really seen it through the grieving lens and it's helped to it helps so much to understand like what you're physically, physiologically going through and mentally going through. So that when you're in those moments, you're not feeling crazy or um it kind of makes sense. And that I think that brings some sort of peace of mind, you know. Um so yeah, definitely we're in that, we're going through those stages. Um at all different uh, speeds, (laughs) Um, just depending on who you are. And I think that's why breakups are so unique to you because um, depending on what needs healing is going to look different for everyone.
0: Absolutely. So you did mention one stage of the breakup being like still kind of trying to figure out why Mm -hmm. it happened, or kind of in that confused stage. And there's something that both you and I know is, and I would love your opinion on this, but like the whole like, closure aspect Mm -hmm. of a breakup, like, what are your thoughts on that? Or, you know, is that a component of breakup recovery, having closure?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think for the most part, Um, there was a psychologist years ago who came up with the term. And I think that it makes sense to us logically, you know, like, it's like, okay, we've closed the book, we can put it down and walk away. Um, But really, we don't work like that. Like, I mean, it's been two years since my breakup. And yes, I feel like there's a, I'm not, you know, activated anymore by it. But I mean, I'm still peeling back the layers, you know. So, I feel like closure is something that's really personal. And um, it's it's. I a couple nights ago, I just had a journaling workshop um, for women who are going through breakups and like trying to find that closure moment. <laughs> and defining it for yourself is really important. Like, what is that going to feel like to you when you have closure? And Um, like, and what is your, what what is your day going to look like? You know, because I don't think we, it's not tangible. It's not like, oh, I need to have these answers, um, or these questions answered. And then I can finally move on. Um, it's a process and yeah. And so just going off of what
0: you said, okay, let's say someone's idea of having closure is I need these questions answered and then I'll be Okay. Right. But like, what's your opinion on that? Like, should we be waiting for the other person to give us that closure or are there ways that we can provide that closure to, for ourselves?
1: Yeah, definitely. So understanding that you don't need closure to come from anyone outside of you. um, And for the most part, those questions that we have, deep down, we already know the answers. Um, what we're really wanting is that validation of our pain. Like, this is what I've gone through. This is what's hurting me, and maybe we feel that they've caused it. And so we're needing them to understand. Like, why did you do this? Why didn't you fight for me? Is usually the biggest one, you know. Why didn't you fight for the relationship? Um, And so it does take some deeper acceptance of we may never know. And those of us, those of you out there, (laughs) Enneagram types that are more logical, um, not more logical, sorry, more like needing. to have like a black and white kind of answer. Like some of us are not great with the ambiguity. And so if that's you, it, it is probably going to be more difficult to not get those answers. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I really am just loving this conversation because mm-hmm. I know it's something that <laughs> you and I have both been through. So I just feel like I could just keep like picking at your brain, but mm-hmm. Something you said before is that, of course, everyone's breakup recovery is so different. So I'm just curious if you are open to getting a little specific about yours and sharing with us, like, was there any tools or not tools, but like any practices that you did for yourself that you felt like, wow, that really was a turning point for me?
1: Yeah. I love this question because (laughs) I like, I definitely, when I had this last breakup, I was like, okay, I am going to give myself, and I had the privilege of doing this. I know, you know, not a lot of people can do this, but I was like, I'm going to lay in bed and not come out of my room for like one to two weeks. You know, (laughs) I just needed to like let my body do whatever it needed to. And it really needed to, to just rest, rest and cry, rest and cry. Um, and so I would say if, if you can't have that, like, if you can't do that for two weeks, which most of us can't, um, setting aside time to let yourself have those moments, whether it's 20 minutes a day or like maybe before you go to bed at night, you know, you create this really beautiful sanctuary in your bedroom and, um, you know, bring your candles and your crystals or whatever is going to make you feel good. And it's going to feel inviting to go there and you can journal there. You can roll out your mat, just lay there, cry. Um, it really felt to me when I allowed myself to like, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not indulge, but you know what I mean? Like really just letting myself have that time to do that because as a two, I don't like to be in that, what I thought was like a negative space, you know? So I think that was one of the biggest um, tools or practices that really helped me because I was actually processing. I love that
0: yeah just like giving yourself that permission and actually making it kind of almost like a beautiful experience too I kind Mm of picture like candles bubble bath and just making it like a really pleasurable experience to just Mm -hmm. feel the feels yes yeah I love that yeah. Um, from one thing I did, and I'm just curious if you've ever done this because <laughs> it was so helpful for me, but one of my friends recommended that I wrote a letter and literally just had it out with my ex and just let them know exactly how I felt about everything. And then just fold it up and do like either burn it or just like put it in an envelope and never send it. And after I did that, that was like, I felt like that was a huge turning point for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have written many letters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I always tell my clients, like, it's not just one letter. Sometimes sometimes it is one letter and you feel it does give you that sense of closure, but sometimes it's like 45 letters, you know, and if writing is not your thing, I always, um, suggest doing the voice memos on your phone and just getting that energy out. Like it just needs to come out. Um, and yeah, just however many times you need to do it. (laughs) Right
0: on. Yeah. I love that. So also how healing or, how significant would traveling be, if possible, for you mm-hmm. in your situation? Mm-hmm. Like, how healing is that? Like, if someone listening right now is able to do that for mm-hmm. their breakup recovery, but just hasn't yet, yeah. can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so when I first, my first big breakup was my divorce uh, in 2005. And I was just like, shattered. But um, someone gave me permission to do whatever I wanted. And I was like, well, I have no husband, no children, no commitments, right? There's like this freedom I had at the time I was in my mid 20s. And I'm like, I'm going to Italy, you know, (laughs) like, I'm going to get the hell out of here. And just see what comes and I A lot of people were like, wow, that was so brave. And, but it was more like, like, this is what I like, what I, what I know I need. What you need to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I need to do. So I would like ask yourself, like, is it something that would fill you up and help you to really get in touch with yourself and just have fun and enjoy? Or are you escaping, you know? Yes.
0: I love (laughs) Um, that. I love bringing awareness to that because yeah, you're so right that it's not the answer for everyone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I went uh, similar to you. I was just like, I need (laughs) to get out of here. Like, you know, in whatever way I can, like it's happening. And I just went away for six weeks and it it's so it kind of like circling back to what we said at the very beginning of this episode is that this is such an opportunity to really focus on you. And I feel like if solo travel is something that's safe for you to do that and feels good for you, um, it's a really huge opportunity for you to accomplish that. Really. I'm actually working with someone inside back home to you right now, She came to me like after a breakup. So she's in that healing process. And she just told me that she booked a two month (laughs) trip overseas um, on our last call. And I could just tell the shift from her, from our last call to when she told me, I was like, this is going to be so good for you. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you can't go somewhere exotic or overseas like honestly getting in your car and just like going somewhere beautiful is you know just just as good it's just so good to get that space exactly
0: yeah amazing awesome so i could keep chatting with you about all things breakup recovery <laughs> and who knows maybe we'll have to just have you on the show again with some really specific questions if I because that that's the thing, right? This is Mm -hmm. such a like personal journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, so many people are really dealing with very specific situations and we need, I would love to have you back on to talk about that. So if I receive questions, that would be awesome to have you back on and we can talk, but, um, you're doing a lot of amazing work with women, Mm -hmm. um, like in your coaching business, you mentioned like the journaling workshops, right? But tell us Mm -hmm. more about how specifically you're working with women if someone's listening right now, and they're really needing some Gina support. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I offer one on one recovery sessions. And then I'm currently working on finishing up an online course that's going to be kind of a hybrid of self-led and then weekly calls. Um, and then, yeah, I have the Bless and Release workshop, which is all about um, journaling through finding closure.
0: Amazing. I love what you're doing. And I think it's just so important to note that it's special that you're still integrating the Enneagram into this, because like yeah. you said, everyone has those different coping Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are kind of default that might not be so (laughs) healthy for us, but then, and that was like one of the really cool things about the Enneagram when I discovered it years ago was realizing that, Hey, a coping mechanism or skill that feels good for me as a type four might -hmm. not feel good for someone that's like a type eight for an example. Right. Right. (laughs) So that's really important awesome so everyone go follow gina on instagram for some beautiful posts she has like the most beautiful page over on instagram so it's just gina right yeah so everyone go give her a follow and take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories because we want to see you listening awesome thanks gina thank
1: you i